The views and opinions expressed on the following program are those of the program host and guests and do not necessarily represent the views of Western Carolina University or radio station WWCU. Thank you for joining me today. My name is Kendall Harris, and today we are here with Jennifer Turner-Lynn from Reach of Macon County. Today we will be talking about what Reach is, how to get involved, and what services they offer. Can you tell me a little bit about who you are, what you do within Reach? So I actually am currently the assistant director, uh, but that is not where I started. Uh, I actually started as an intern through the master's in social work program at Western Carolina University. I didn't know you went to Western, so that's even better. Jennifer, I want to start off with asking, what is REACH? Uh, REACH in Macon County is a nonprofit that serves victims and survivors of domestic violence, sexual assault, and human trafficking in both Macon and Jackson County. What does REACH stand for? REACH actually stands for uh, Resources, Education, Assistance, Counseling, and Housing. Uh, so we provide kind of all of those services in addition to others, but those primarily are the overarching uh, services that we provide through our agency. How did REACH originate? Um, who started it? Um, why did it start? So REACH is definitely, um, which would not be surprising as far as the domestic violence and sexual assault movement, but REACH certainly is a grassroots um, movement that uh, began for, at least for us in the western part of the region, actually started, I believe, actually in Jackson County. And so you'll notice that there's actually a lot of agencies named REACH across the region. So we have we serve similar populations. We probably have similar mission statements, but none of us are actually integrated. And so when the initial and early uh, uh, organization kind of kicked off and began, uh, there was a spin-off of sorts and a new agency, you know, our agency was formed in Macon County. Uh, LB uh, Styles was one of the uh, early folks and kind of one of the grassroots people to help uh, it really get the original reach started in addition to our, our, our reach in Macon County. So what exactly does REACH offer? Like what resources? And I also want to know kind of who REACH helps as well. So for a small agency, REACH actually provides a fairly large number of services. Uh, we have a 24-hour hotline, crisis hotline, whether that's uh, through phone or we have a 24-hour text line. And so folks can call 369-5544 if they want to speak with an advocate, whether they're needing shelter, they need assistance with support, maybe they just need to talk to someone or they're looking for referrals. They can also text REACH to 20121 if they are more comfortable or maybe it's safer for them to reach out through text messaging. In addition to that, we offer shelter. We have an emergency shelter for victims and survivors and their non-offending family members. We also have an animal kennel that's adjacent to the shelter if they have an animal and they're concerned about leaving that animal you know, in the home with the offender. We have court advocacy, uh, which basically ensures that we help them through the civil and criminal justice system, uh, whether that's going to court with them, doing referrals to legal aid or the legal. We also provide uh, job and life skills, case management. We have staff that are specially trained to work with individuals who may have substance use and mental health as it directly relates and intersects with trauma. We can offer counseling referrals. We do support groups, enrichment groups. 
we do violence prevention education. We have a pretty hefty violence prevention education program in Macon County specifically. We work well with other partners like the Child Advocacy Center, the Wake and Kids Place. If we're needing or working with a family where maybe there might be some child abuse, especially child sex abuse, we have a rape, rape crisis advocate who can accompany folks to forensic examinations, who can meet them in the hospital. Uh, and then we have people that are just available really to talk to someone. We have some culturally specific programs related to like Latino outreach, uh, elder abuse. And so we work with a, a pretty large group of, of folks and kind of that common denominator, you know, that they have experienced some form of intimate partner violence or sexual violence in some form, including human trafficking. Y'all offer a lot of resources. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> So what is something you wish people knew about REACH? Um, so I would say that I would want to, to recognize or know that the quality of services we provide is exemplary. I think a lot of times that folks think when you live in a small rural community that you know, the services aren't up to par, maybe they're not you know, maybe it's not what they would expect. Um, however, I think that our agency really has gone above and beyond. Um, our shelter in particular, it's a fairly new shelter. It's, I think, three years old at this point. But I, when you walk into the facility, you understand, like, that we wanted people to come there and know that they were respected and that they can have dignity through that process. I mean, our executive director used to joke, you know, that those pans are not good enough for me to cook on. If, you know, I wouldn't sleep in this room, if I wouldn't take a shower here, like it's not good enough. And that's really the mentality that our entire agency has, which is that we, we want people to, to feel that when they walk into that space. And I, and I think we've achieved that, and I think that we've also made it a community-wide effort. Domestic violence, sexual assault, and human trafficking, it's not a woman's problem, it's a women's problem. I think that's a big misconception, and so I think I would also want people to know that it's a community problem. And we serve all genders, all ethnicities, all ages, all populations. Violence does not discriminate. Um, and so we really have an open-door policy where we work with and, and try to support people from all backgrounds. Regarding domestic abuse, uh, what types of warning signs do you think people should look for? So interestingly enough, I'm actually giving a presentation tonight. I, so one of the things that I actually talk, well, will be talking about in that presentation is that for me in particular, I actually view um, the abuse and, and unhealthy and healthy relationships on a continuum. And so I really think that you have three separate areas on this continuum. One is healthy relationships, which is something we should all be striving for, whether that is you know, um, good communication, respect, kindness, honesty, you know, those kinds of qualities and traits. And then you have this middle group, which is like unhealthy relationships. And unhealthy relationships mean that those parties share equal power, but ultimately they're just not good together. <laughs> you know, they're, they may be mutually aggressive. Uh, maybe they just don't have a good relationship. So there's maybe a lot of jealousy. There is an honesty. Maybe there's disrespect. Those issues flow both directions. And really, maybe they would make great partners with someone else, but it's just toxic with the two of them. 
And then we have something on the far other end, which is what we would call abuse or domestic violence. And really in that situation, what you have is you have one person who really has the power. And that person uses that power to control the other partner. And sometimes it's hard, and I talk about this a little bit in the presentation I'm giving tonight, it is hard sometimes to understand where the line is. I don't necessarily know that I can tell you that in, in this instance, yes, this is abuse. What I can tell you is that it's like you do know it. Like when you cross over, it's like an invisible line that you cross. And so, so much of it is embedded in history cycles. Uh, some of it is embedded in uh, perception. Um, again, who holds the power in the relationship? And are there layers of trust, independence, honesty, or are you walking on eggshells all the time? Is the person isolating you? So there's just so much. But I would say that, you know, if you are someone who feels that they're constantly walking on eggshells, you're having to make excuses, if you believe that you're the problem, if you're, you've noticed a huge uh, difference in your self-esteem since you started being with that person, if that person is isolating you from family or friends, they never ever, ever want you to do anything else with anyone else. They control what you wear, what you do. They won't allow you to pursue your goals and your dreams. I think that those are relationships you need to really, really take a look at because it's not always physical or sexual. There's also financial abuse, technological abuse, you know, threatening to kill themselves if you break up with them. Uh, you know, those are all pieces of that fall into the puzzle, but not everybody's puzzle is the same. Wow, thank you. My final question is, how can someone get involved with REACH? Yeah, there's a lot of really great opportunities for people to stay um, engaged in with REACH. It could be anything from volunteering. We have a thrift store, so there is never a shortage of work to be done here. Uh, we also have opportunities for direct client work. We have projects at the shelter. We have projects at our office. Sometimes we need yard maintenance, yard pickup. We have a lot of fundraisers. So there are a lot of ways that people can either attend fundraisers. We have, like, obviously with COVID, it's not been great. But, you know, hopefully in the next year, <laughs> we have everything from a very huge, like, Mardi Gras kind of formally to an American Girl Tea Party that, you know, really is usually on Mother's Day weekend. Uh, we had a brew and do festival last year with live bands. So we have a variety of different types of fundraisers. You can be active in contacting your legislators. You can ask us to come and be a part of outreach. Um, I guess I should also mention the Center for Domestic Peace. So REACH in Macon County began taking over services in Jackson County in February of 2012. Um, it was always intended to be temporary. We believe, we strongly believe in every county having its own standalone um, agency. Um, but it's taken us a while. And but through a partnership, we had helped um, the Center for Domestic Peace spin off and get started. And so this, uh, this is actually the last year in ending, I guess, June 30th of this year, 2021, will be our last year of being the domestic violence provider in Jackson County. The Center for Domestic Peace will be the sole provider. doesn't mean that we don't accept referrals. We'll still work with people, but they'll be the sole provider. But we'll continue to provide sexual assault and human trafficking services, at least for the next couple of years. Jennifer, I want to thank you for speaking with us today. Thank you so much. We appreciate you asking to have us on. Jennifer Turner-Lynn is the Assistant Director of REACH of Macon County. She she told us about what REACH is and the many services they offer for victims of domestic violence, sexual assault, and human trafficking. Visit reachofmakingcounty.org for more information, and thank you for listening.